Welcome to the College Church Sabbath School Podcast, where each week Pastor Anar Ram and Elder Roger Prather will be diving into the weekly lesson from the Seventh-day Adventist Church. The congregation at the College Church has made it their motto to love, grow, and serve. We really want to learn to love more, grow more, and serve more. It is our hope that through these conversations, we can learn to better serve our congregation, our local community, and the world. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you are blessed with today's conversation. Welcome to the College Church Sabbath School Podcast. I'm so, we are actually so honored that uh, we're allowed to be part of your life. My name is Pastor Ina Ram, and to my right is... Dan Thomas. To my, his right is... Roger Prater. To his right is... Tom Nicholas. And who's to Tom Nicholas's right? <laughs> We're right where, there's four of us, so four you can't us. see this, but... <laughs> Back to Anaron. There, 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 there we go. <laughs> and we are journeying through the Sabbath school lesson called the Psalms. And uh, we're on lesson number ten. Number ten, and yes. lessons from the past, and and uh, it's an interest. It is, in a way, an interesting title, mm-hmm. because as I look around our circle here, um, I know my age. You're, I'm the oldest one, I think, in the room. But we have almost two hundred years of living in this room. So when you when you cumulate you know add it with this the sum of our ages and it's kind of interesting to think about like that the the lessons we can draw from our own experiences and and just before we started broadcasting Daniel was talking about his experience uh, in the military and and some of the things that you've seen and learned that just uh, sort yeah. of I wouldn't want to read this right before I went to bed no 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 <laughs> and and it's just interesting to hear your experiences and I know Pastor Tom's experience and Roger Roger works there in a in a prison. Tom's a chaplain down here at SLA and came to us from Oregon. Yeah. And it's just amazing to think about all of the experiences that we yes. can share with each other to say, hey, I, I've been down this road before and this is good and this is not good and, and to sort of got, give some sort of counsel. But having said that, Daniel, would you pray for us as we start? Absolutely. Let's bow our heads. Eternal God, thank you for each uh, family represented here. Mm-hmm. Father, we come together to call on your holy name and to ask for your guidance and your blessing as we share your word through these lessons on the Psalms. Mm. Bless us, Father, and bless everything we share here today. And use it, Father, so that someone in the sound of our voices listening to this podcast will receive a blessing from you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Daniel. And I'm, I'm glad that you addressed him as eternal. Yes. And which, you know, tells us you know, God's been around a lot longer than all of us combined have, and and Amen. we we do well to kneel in the presence of God and to to just let God be God, because it's so easy for us to play that role mm. and and screw things up. So it's interesting. I just want to touch on Friday's lesson. There's a quote there that I think many of our listeners are are familiar with, and it's interesting. It comes from a book called Life Sketches of LMG White, page 196 
We have nothing to fear for the future, except as we shall forget the way the Lord has led us and his teaching in our past history. Now think about that for a second. Here is one of our, one of the founders of our, of our faith, and he's saying we, she's saying we have nothing to fear for the future unless we forget the way the Lord has led us in the past and his teaching has led us in the past history. And, and I think, you know, as we are, and, and you're teaching, you're, what am I saying? I'm in a room full of teachers here. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it's like, you know, we, we know about our attention spans. Our no, I have not read anywhere that our attention spans are getting longer. Hmm. They're getting shorter. Yes. And we're just having to compress things. And, and it's interesting how do we remember things hmm. and it's almost like I'm feeling like yeah adults and youth we're forgetting some of our old good old Bible stories hmm. you know Joseph Daniel lines all these things we just sort of because there's so much stuff competing for our attention yes I'm so. just really amazed at how how many of my students don't know those basic Bible stories that that I was raised on that my kids yeah. know from yeah. heart, you know. Yep. How many mm. just don't know? Right. You know, I think Tom, you're highlighting on just the biblical, the overall biblical illiteracy of our society. I've um, come across people I've met throughout my time in the armed forces and and just you know in general everyday life, and the stories that were the common fabric of you know living. Yeah. Biblical stories. Yeah. We are now in embracing or, or seeing a society where we have communities of people that just don't have this same background and i think um that does a lot when, when i think about the ellen white quote yep yep you know um she's of course referencing adventism yep and i think you know as this lesson is talking about the past at least one of my criticisms with this lesson and i don't know if you gents came across that but one of my criticisms was that in in Adventist circles, we don't per se have a common common ground. Mm. We don't have a common past. Mm. We think we do. <coughs> we reason like we do. Yeah, yeah. But we really don't. Can you want to expound on that a little bit? Or, or, oh. or Roger, you, go ahead, Roger. No, you can get, well, unpack I, that a little bit more. <clears throat> so Tom mentions it from a Bible teacher's perspective. I teach English, mm-hmm. and I can say that, and I don't. I notice this not just in the classroom with teenagers, but I think it's cultural. Mm. Yeah, we don't tell the same stories that we used to tell. So mm-hmm. it's not just the Bible stories; it's right. just the power of story yep. in mm. general. Good point. And the you know you just talked about our ages we all grew up in a world i think where there were certain stories that you were told there were books that you read there were films that you watched at certain stages in your life and that created that um common background right because what's a common background we're telling the same story we're sharing a common narrative and i don't think that we do that anymore Mm -hmm. and i think that's endemic in the church itself because and I think kind of, it's kind of what Psalm 78 is speaking to. 
Yes. Because they're saying we need to keep telling these stories that were passed down to us, but we don't tell those stories anymore. I have a book on my bookshelf at home. It was published by the um, Review and Herald, I think, in the 40s, and it was called Adventures Through Bookland. Mm, wow. And it was encouraging reading as a part of the Christian life. And then yeah. um, some wonderfully generous people donated a lot of books to my classroom. And some of those books, I have adventure books. Now, this is crazy. I have adventure books published by the Review and Herald in the Pacific Press. And these are people going overseas and they're discovering new lands and they're yep. doing all these wonderful things. And it's talking about how God uses that experience to teach them lessons. We don't publish books like that anymore. And I hate to say, you go to the ABC, I think the average thickness of a book is probably 100 pages mm. in the ABC right now, yeah. unless you're in the Spirit of Prophecy section. Yeah. Um, and so I think, what, what Daniel, what you're sort of, that's how I interpret it anyway. Like, we're, not, we're no longer telling us common story. Yeah. You know. And it's interesting to say that because even growing up, um, you know, we, for crying out loud, you had basically three networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, mm -hmm. and, and you got to school the next day. And somebody, you know, the, the thing on Sunday night, my wife and I talk about this, was the Walt Disney movie. Sunday night, I think it would start at 7, and many times you'd watch that and then pretty much go to bed. And it's interesting because that would be a common story that you see, you know, Disney the other night. And... and uh, uh, but now, and I, I'm not here to bellyache about the variety we have, mm -hmm. but at the same time, too, there are, new, inc with thanks to YouTube, there are, there's an infinite, we could almost say an infinite number of viewing. So we're all watching something different. And there's no story to, uh, you know, really pull us together. And even when you do, sadly, say, you know, not going to open the store too much, but, you know, news, are you, are you listening to one news network? They're telling one story. If you listen to another news network, they're telling a different story. Hmm. And so we, we have all these different stories. The Bible, it does challenge us to listen to the story. So hmm. the, in, in a nutshell, what is our story? So, so to go a little bit farther, um, and Roger started on it, um, looking at Psalm 78, which lesson, mm -hmm. um, lesson 10, goes into. Um, Israel's common story was her history, her origin story. Yep. And um, so, as they would account that story, there's Abraham, the great patriarch, prophet. Yep. There's um, the Exodus, the journey. What is our journey in mm -hmm. the 21st century? What yep. common things do we have? Now, there are common things we can account for. When we talked when we started this discussion we talked about world war two yeah and that a lot of those veterans are dying every day yeah so that war that war is you know that's a that was a common part of history things we we the the geneva today the, a lot of these things are set up in the shadow of that correct in the 21st century we have COVID 19 but we have the division of the Western world for the most part. So what is our journey as Adventists? What is our common origin story that pulls us together <coughs> in it. a divided West? Yep. That's the question I'm asking. And the lesson talks about it in reference to Israel. Yep. Well, Jesus, you know, 12 <laughs> brothers, 
were what became the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. So he's, Jesus formed his 12 to begin that new nation. And as that new nation spread throughout the world, of course, you know, you look at in Ephesians 4, chapter 3, Paul talks about that also encompassing the Gentiles. Right. So now, how does this, what is the common soup mm. that this new nation, this new 12, this new nation of priests and, you know, yep. what is the common soup that we have that binds us together? Because more and more it seems like our stratified, divided society pulls even to the fabric of the faith, the community of faith, asunder. Mm -hmm. So, I, um, I, when you're saying this, I'm thinking here, when you look at Adventism, I think there's two stories we tell by and large, it's the great controversy in the yes. sense that we see creation, patriarchs, and the prophets, and and you know the, the incarnation of Christ and the crucifixion, resurrection. How does that unfold afterwards? Mm -hmm. And and we're seeing that's part of our story. And then I would sprinkle into there the three angels' message. Absolutely, is part of our story. And um, so, are we hammering that then into? That's a good question. In, because <clears throat> in, that's the if, like Israel had the feasts, Passover, yeah, Pentecost, right. the Tabernacles. These <clears throat> things were reminiscent of who they were as a people. Yep. In and fact, you if you didn't understand these things, you weren't really Jewish. So, so what is the soup? Yeah. That makes an Adventist an Adventist. Well, the other and even a Christian a Christian. Or a yeah. Christian yeah. a Christian. Yeah. The other thing you see in Psalm 78 is mm -hmm. is, is uh, honesty mm -hmm. about that history. Warts yes. and all. Yes. Yep. And it's, it's being honest about those warts and God's grace, which connects us to a previous lesson, God's grace in the midst of all those mistakes. Yes. And I don't know that we in... I won't even restrict it to the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'll restrict it to modern Christianity. We don't openly confront a lot of those warts. Okay. If that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense it because I look at, you know, we see in, in Christianity, there's the health and wealth and name it and claim it prosperity gospel that is just taking off in a two, new, different, new direction here. And there's mega churches built around this. And I'm saying to myself, is that what it's about? Hmm. You know, and, and that's a whole narrative that's being told that God wants you to be healthy and wealthy and rich and drive a Cadillac. And, and I, when, you, when you read that, when you contrast, when you look at that through the lens of the, the Bible, hmm. it's two different worlds. But, but, but that's, a, that's what people are being told. And the other thing is, so many times, Roger and Tom and Daniel, we use Christianity as something that makes us feel better. Yes. It's and that's another story is, is, I mean, yes, Jesus brings us peace, but he also did say, I came to bring a sword. <laughs> yes. And sometimes that does upset our own lives. So, but anyway, so. Well, does that mean, I mean, it, so it's not, I don't think it's just, again, it, that common story that Israel's telling that they're recounting, it's not just the warts about themselves, it's a common view of the world. What right. is it about the world that causes to do this? Daniel talks about uh, the church being pulled asunder just like our culture has 
is being pulled asunder by different things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we're allowing the culture to influence us. Yeah. That's no different than Israel. Exactly. You think about them importing pagan gods into the temple, treating God as if he were a pagan god. You know, uh-huh. like uh, I was reading through Psalm 78. There's this, I mean, the Bible's awesome because when you really dig in, there's so many things that you don't expect. But, yeah. um, you know, fire consumed his chosen young men. This is all verse 63. Fire consumed his chosen young men and his young women had no wedding songs. His priest fell by the sword, but the widows could not lament. Then the Lord awoke as if from sleep, like a warrior from the effects of wine. Mm. Man, could you? They're talking about God. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he beat back his foes. He gave them lasting shame. He rejected. He rejected the tent of Joseph. Yeah, and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose instead the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved. He built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth that he established forever. He chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. He brought him from tending ewes to be shepherd over his people Jacob, over Israel, his inheritance. He shepherded them with a pure heart and guided them with his skillful hands. Mm. Now, you might disagree that that's that's not intentionally messianic, but we have to say, are we putting is the mistake we're making is not fully putting the church into the hands of Christ and allowing him to be the shepherd. Are mm-hmm. we allowing those things that are pulling the culture apart to pull us apart? Are we worried about things that we shouldn't be worried about? That's what happened to Israel to the point where we'd be like, God's like a warrior. He had too much to drink last night mm-hmm. and he, he, he slept in. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he, woke up. <laughs> but he woke up. He woke up. The, the common thread in our history, in our Christological history, is not that we are unfaithful at times or chronically, but that God is chronically faithful. Yes. That's, okay. that's, that's the story that we're mm-hmm. telling. That's one not thing. our unfaithfulness. It's yeah. God's faithfulness through all of our unfaithfulness. Yes. Yep. Okay. And that, that was very much hammered out throughout the lesson. Uh, so that's one of the prevailing themes, God's faithfulness despite Israel's unfaithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that, that comes through in the lesson. Now, how does that work for us now? Mm-hmm. How does that work for us in light of 9-11, say? In light of um, George Floyd? Mm. In light of the current presidency fighting against the previous presidency, the political exchange? How does that ring through in 1844 and 1888 mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and I'm, 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 these are notes that I have in here because I think that part of the <coughs> linchpin to this lesson of and it talks about lessons of the past we need to have a common soup mm-hmm. that gives us a dialogue a language even to look forward into the future and say, hey, God this did this for us while we were going through this. And Israel would say, going through the waters. They think about how so, he divided the, the Red Sea just for them to you, pass through. Daniel, what are our waters? <laughs> Daniel, I, I like your metaphor of the soup because I'm going to be honest with you. I think the problem today, yes, we don't like the soup. No. We don't like that soup. We say, we want to change that soup. And we want to add this spice and that 
vegetable and and you know we want to mix it up but We're draining it, it isn't <laughs> Isn't something about the gospel though? I mean, I'm I feel really strongly about some of this stuff. So okay. forgive me if I no, no. talk out of turn. I don't know. But I don't turn. think I don't think it's our. You know, we job. made a bit, we made a mistake. He's got the mixer <clears throat> control over there. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He's he's the boss. I know. There's all these red buttons. I'm yeah. just dying to push them. Uh, but I don't think that it's the church's job to take. I think a lot of times when people ask the questions that you're asking, Daniel, mm -hmm. is they think, well, which side of these issues does the Bible tell us to take? Yes. And I'm pretty insistent that the Bible doesn't want us to take any of these sides. The okay. Bible takes its own side. I agree yes. with that. Yeah. We're supposed to be offering a different dish than the soup that the culture offers <laughs> up to us. And I always use the example, when Israel was going into the promised land and they were facing the Canaanites. Mm-hmm. There was an angel, what appeared to be an angel, standing in the midst of the camp, and Joshua confronts the angel, and he worships the angel, and the angel accepts the worship, which means that was Christ. Um, and he said, whose side are you, you on? on. Yes. Are you for us? Are you for our enemies? Mm -hmm. And he didn't take a side. He said, I'm the commander of the Lord's army. Mm -hmm. The host of the Lord, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm neither for you nor against yeah, you. Yeah, I'm neither yeah. for you nor against you. Right now, wrap your head around that. This yeah. is the chosen people. They've been told, commanded to go in and conquer, and yet still not the favorites. But they're still not the favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I don't think we should be taking favorites either. I think what the church, where the church and has we've gone awry, so is to say, look, we're not here to take sides. Ellen White's comments. You talk about lessons from the past. Ellen White's mm -hmm. commentary on the Civil War. Hmm. Right. She was obviously against slavery. Yep. But she said, look, this is a judgment on the North and the South. Yeah. And the the position that the Judd Lake down at Southern Adventist University wrote a great book on this. And you know, the position that the church needs to take is one that is faithful to the gospel. Right. And I think that's really hard for us to do because we want to be able to communicate we think when we communicate with the culture we have to put it in cultural terms. Mm -hmm. Right? And we have to change how we present things in order to make things understandable to those around us. But I don't know that the Bible necessarily tells us to do that. Mm -hmm. Like so, we have to be able to talk to people. Well the lament that Daniel is is articulating is not dissimilar to the lament that David articulates in many of his Psalms. You know, there are lamentations Oh, Daniel's pointing so, to his lessons. Yeah, I got my notes on that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting because we think so often the kingdom of God is out there somewhere. Just But Jesus, he told disciples something really interesting. He said, the, the kingdom of God is among you. Yeah. Yes. And do we, are we, do we have the guts to live that out? Hmm. You and know, what does that look and, like? And, and exactly. Well, that's uh, <laughs> it. Doesn't look like anything we see around us. I think. Right. Okay. Right. It's a. It's a new. Just like thing. Israel wasn't supposed to be like the kingdoms around them. No. But what does it look like? What does What does 21st century Israel look like amidst? Uh, and, you know, and and I'm and of course I'm 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 being inductive here. I'm pushing this point because our lesson does it, but. It kind of gets really deep into the past, and at some point we've got to make the transition to us today. Mm. Yeah. It has to be practical. 
Yeah. You've given me the so, book. <coughs> now I've got to take the wisdom from the book, and I need to pari pateo, man. I need to walk. I need to live this life. So how do I? How what what is? How, how do I live this faith mm-hmm. together as a as a united body? When everything and you talked about those social constructs is rending it apart, I, I submit. I submit one of them is getting into the word, and there's not enough of that. Mm-hmm. We started talking about, yeah. um, you know, kids are more, and, and not kids, but adults. Everybody's into the 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 virtual. Um, MySpace, um, what's Facebook? MySpace, you just uh, dated yourself. Uh, yeah, I just dated uh, myself. Twi- <laughs> yeah. Twitter, 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 Snapchat, Twitter. Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all these Instagram, and, and Instagram, yeah. and, and they're, you know, what's the other one? Oh gosh, anyway, they're all distractions. Yeah. Right. And um, Tiki Tiki Talk. Tiki Talk. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I was looking for. <laughs> you know, kids can tell us more about how these platforms work than this but they can't right because this is something i deal with with the kids yeah i'm like you don't know how it's how it works because how it works is it's reprogramming you yes to take information in 15 second chunks yes with no substance no context right and no context and it's being it's leading you down a path and you don't know what that path is right and the only way again the only way to combat it <laughs> is to go and actually sit down and read the old stories now i'm doing that right. from a literature perspective yes, yes. but that applies so more it, than it, it george takes, orwell or something you i know. love it so yeah. so so that's one of the the keys thank you for you know sharing that roger that that was beautiful because so, so that's one of the keys i think that we need to somehow pass on to the next generation that connective tissue yep. of web of meaning that as i interact with you gentlemen i need to be respectful of you as creations of god mm-hmm. and that's what this book teaches mm. yeah so that it's not just words on a paper a Haggadah. Mm-hmm. It's how Kalites. It's a way. Mm-hmm. It's how I live. How I zoe. And and if we are not passing that on, then the connective tissue is lost. And why do you think that's important? That's important. Or what what is it about it that makes it connective tissue? Do you think? Because it's of God. Okay. God. The fabric of God is community. Can I give you something more mm-hmm. practical? You want practical? I want more. If you got it, brother. I know you do. <laughs> because the four of us in this room, right? I love it. The four of us in this room, right? We have a lot of differences. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? We have, uh, you know, a European. Mm-hmm. We have a Northwest Pacific Northwest hippie. <laughs> we have a Southern hick. Where's your Where's your Where's your Birkenstocks? <laughs> and and we have an African American from the Caribbean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We have two veterans, two peaceniks, you know. 
that's a new one for me. Yeah, explain that one. Yeah, that's a I know. We, you know, we never we never served in oh, the military. Oh, okay, I got you, got you. you know, and then we have all these diverse experiences, and what we're doing is we're making common reference. We can sit in a room, and despite all of our differences, and we don't always agree on everything, mm-hmm. but we're always making common reference to this. And so, so uh, when I can help you, you know, if I say, Anar, I disagree with you, here's why, let me help you understand why, and I can reference this book. Yeah. Well, it's in terms of Christian worldview. It, it, right. it, it just struck me right. that something that was really interesting is, is the early church wrestled with this. Yes. When the Gentiles, which are all of us, I would say, showed <laughs> up say. in church one That's day. That's the book of yeah. Romans. That's yeah. Yeah. the whole book of Romans. Yeah. And and Paul says, look, these are ingrafted branches. This is the story. Yeah. And and I think going along with that, Paul saw the importance of story. So he's saying, okay, for the gospel first went to the Jews, and then it was opened up to to the Gentiles, Gentiles. Mm-hmm. and we are engrafted branches, yes. and and Paul wrestles with this, is there any advantage to being a Jew? And he says, of course there is. Yeah. And so again, we come back to this storyline, and and I think it's it's important that we, you know, the, the, the Gentiles, when they came into the faith, they needed to learn the story. Yes. They took a bold step of believing Jesus Christ was the Messiah, that was the I guess you could say that's, that's a litmus test. Mm-hmm. But then as they're fellowshipping and worshiping together, they're, they're learning about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They're learning about the prophets, the minor the prophets, the major prophets. They're learning about the judges and the, wow, this is a whole new world I never knew existed. But mm-hmm. because they believed the story, though. Right. But for the Jews, it was much more personal. Oh, yes. Yeah. They said, this yeah. is my family history. Yeah. That's and a good point. And you think just by believing my story. Mm-hmm. That that you can become a part of my family history. Now, Jesus is saying, well, yeah, but they were very resistant to it. And I think we can tend to do that in different ways. I won't bother to point out all the different well, ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you do, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, well, <laughs> we got a couple but I guess the, the bigger question becomes, how do we build the con- that common mm. reliance on the same narrative, right? Yes. How do you... I guess one way to come back to like practical church is if we're not actually figuring out a way to live it, who's going to actually believe it when we try to tell them? Yeah. And I think, you know, this is where the road meets the road. I think, can you really have community by spending one hour a week in a room with essentially strangers? No, you can't. You need, you need this type of thing that we're doing right here the four of life. Us. Yep. This is one of the reasons why I think our faith invested in Christian education from almost day one. Why do we have the Sabbath school program? This is part of it. And and you know, we see and, and we, we didn't even talk about stewardship. Hmm. You know, we 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 taken this faith and we've said it impacts all areas of your life, including what we eat yeah. and don't eat. <clears throat> you know how we spend our money, how we learn, what we learn. Um, you know, and, and early Adventism. You know, there was even early Adventism saw the importance of small groups to just literally face to face, talking, praying, studying. Absolutely, and is so important because you it doesn't happen if you just walk in to you know a, a house of worship, sit down, sing two hymns listen to the sermon, hear a prayer, hear a story, and go. That doesn't, 
doesn't. I mean, it will get you a little bit, but sure. it's not going to help you. Yep, because we're missing the why. Why yep. are we doing this? Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and <clears throat> so a couple of weeks ago, I, I shared in the sermon, um, I preached here at our community that, you know, part of the significance of us doing this is because we want to, you know, I, I come because I'm being mentored by others and I'm mentoring others. You hit the nail on the head. <clears throat> I think yeah. that here's where, oh boy, guys. Hold me back. <laughs> Preach. No, think, Preach, I, brother. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Don. <laughs> it, it, you know, we are programmed to be consumers almost from day one. Mm-hmm. And anything we see, oh, how will that benefit me? How will that benefit How will that benefit me? Mm-hmm. My wife and I were talking about this the other day. Remember Kennedy's statement, ask not what your country what you can, can do for you, you but, but what, what you, you can, can do for you your can. country. Yeah. What a radical thought. Yeah. That, yeah. Wait a minute. You mean I have something to offer? And that's well, and a responsibility that, to offer it. What's that? And a responsibility to offer it. Exactly. And so we so often look at, well, the church doesn't do anything for me. Right. Well, wait a second. Was that the question? And I'm asking some stepping on toes here. <laughs> you know, no, it's what do you bring to the church? And I've often felt that it's 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 you need the church and the church needs you. Yes, it's a very symbiotic relationship. Yes, um, and well, this again, is that's one of the ways that the culture <clears throat> has torn us apart. Because Kennedy was what generation? Do you know his generation? Yeah, he was the GI generation. The GI generation. Do you know what GI stands for? General issue. General issue. Yeah. yeah, they recognize that common purpose. Yeah, and that went away and the it next did. generation yeah and it had effects on i think all of us and everybody in here born after 1960 that's right mm-hmm. yeah so we're all generation x that's right yeah. that took a toll on us because they said oh we don't want to be like our parents said we don't want to be like our parents and just give our whole lives over so we're going to live for us yep to the neglect of the children and i don't mean that in a pejorative way it's just sure. a generational thing yeah. we were left on our own to figure it out we grew up in this very individualistic society, and now, as adults, we're all parents, we're all institutional leaders, and we can look and say, like, hey, we need to recapture mm-hmm. a piece of that. But we're trying to convince millennial and Gen Z, who are even more... In- See, we're individualistic, but we were individualistic out of necessity. Yeah. They were individualistic because the entire culture around them said, it's all about you, kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And now we're trying to reach that. Yep. And we are struggling. This is what we're struggling with right, mm-hmm. right now is how to build community with millions of individuals. Right? Yes. Because the, the, the worldview system that we're living in right now, there's eight, what, there's what, uh, eight billion people on Earth. Mm-hmm. There's eight billion different worldviews on Earth. There's, right, there's not one yep. common one or, you know, two or three or four. Yeah typically based on religions that people draw from. We've lost that, right? Because I could sit down to a Muslim from our generation and we could have a lot in common. We'll probably mm-hmm. agree on a lot, yeah. right? But you sit down with a kid who grows up in a Christian home in the 21st century <laughs> and you're talking to them like you're from the moon. Yeah, yeah. They clearly yeah. don't have a Christian worldview. 
They don't. So, right. so listen, I want to tie it back to our lesson. Yes. Because we're not, because so, we haven't figured so, out how to tell them this common have, story. So I want to shift to Psalm 80. And it's interesting that why do I like Psalm, this Psalm? Because it's the parable of the Lord's vine. Now, at the risk of sounding uh, patronizing, what is, a, what is a vine? What is a vineyard? Before you go it, there. Oh, boy. <laughs> because part of that lesson so the lesson is entitled the um, the parable of the Lord's vine which is beautiful Psalm 80 yep but um, there's a key part to that and and I'm gonna even I'm gonna turn there because it's it's vital um, it's it's and again you know the author can't help and you can't get away from the national aspect of Psalm 80 right so I'm um, gonna see if I can get there I'm there beautiful so I'm just going to read on um, verse 1 through um, 3. Okay. I'll, I'll go there. Um, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel. And this is a referencing to God. God is, in this respect, is referred to as a shepherd of Israel who leads Joseph like a flock. Appear mm -hmm. you who are enthroned on the, I'm sorry, enthroned on the end and the cherubim at the head of Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Rouse your might and come to our help. And I'm going on a little bit further. Verse 4 and 5. Restore us, O God. Show your favor that we may be delivered. The significance here, and this is important, as he makes mention of these tribes um so we've got asher danny Ephraim, gad um issachar Benassi, nephthali the, the, these are northern tribes what's happening in here is and and some scholars say that this very well may reflect um that these tribes were taken off and carried off into captivity yeah by the assyrians yep. and so now you know listen up look at what happened to the northern kingdom mm. okay um but but god is still not going to let that happen to the southern kingdom mm. he loves them all they're still his children despite these calamities that have happened and so you know they're away they're in a foreign land but they're part of the vine right and, and, and what we is, are in a foreign land. We may even be separated by whatever, but we are still a part of requiring or getting that sustenance. Exactly from yeah. God. It's a living. It's a living, living thing. Real thing. <laughs> it is. It is. Go ahead, Pastor. The, the, the prayer, the refrain of this chapter yeah. is repeated like three times at least restore us O lord god of hosts cause your face to shine and we shall be saved and that's mm -hmm. verse 3 7 and 19. there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> constantly that recapitulation because this is music yeah so, so I, I love that that you did that pastor nick thank you so much for that that was in my <laughs> other notes i had some other notes but but music if you've listened to the messiah uh, handel has it going often over and over saying the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our lord and christ music reinforces something that it wants you to remember and so it does recapitulation and that theme that you just highlighted that's what 
the author wants you to remember. Yep. So he says at one point, he gives you all this other connective material, yep. and then he comes back again. Mm. And then he comes back again before it ends in verse 19 to hammer that home. You're part of the community. You're part of the vine. Yep. Yeah. So, so we kind of are <coughs> excuse me, identifying the problem. <coughs> How do we here in 2024 offer a maybe possible or impossible solution and and i'm saying this because when you see i think we we i think we're all in agreement we're very distracted and and uh uh we're living in our silos and i, I was thinking about this the other day <coughs> and you know let's say and i think this is conceivably possible in the near future and just hypothetically let's say you buy your books from amazon you keep them on kindle and and one day amazon has an ai author and they say guess what anar for nineteen dollars or nine dollars ninety nine cents we will make you through ai and and quantum computer we will make you a movie based on your book preference that you will just love that you 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 could they studied my book my mm -hmm. library and i don't really have a i don't have a kindle but um they study my pattern. So then I say, hey, this is great. But there's a problem with that. Because it's all about me. Mm. And I'm only one I'm the only one who's gonna want to watch this thing. Because it's not gonna match my wife's profile and probably wouldn't match yours. And so it's just me who's liking it. And there's not a shared event where we go to uh, you know, I watch a film together, or oh, I like this part, I like that part, and we discuss it together. Mm -hmm. And going back to what you were saying, Daniel, earlier, is is how do we make communal uh, experiences, a communal uh, experience, <coughs> God experience, mm -hmm. you know, something that people desire? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe I'm going down the wrong thought pattern here, but I, I, and I would say maybe we need to, maybe one day we will see, wow, look at how the, the Amish pick on the Amish you know maybe okay. maybe one day we'll have an epiphany that says you know those guys without the electricity they're they're happier than we are <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Amish culture is actually very um, it's stuck it is theologically well yeah yeah um, but I think it to make it practical uh, so what did Israel do? You talked about is it is it possible to do this what this book is telling us to do? Mm -hmm. If we just come together once a week and we listen to you talk. <laughs> no, that that's mistake number 1. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then how do we build a community? Right, how do we do this, right? Yeah. What did Israel do? Well, what did Israel do? Israel became overly focused on the temple. Yeah. Right? And the Pharisees were a reaction to that. And it was also out of necessity because of the exile. And so the Pharisees, they focused on law-keeping. Yeah. Now, what, strangely enough, in the Advent, in Adventist history, here's where the warts and all, right? We kind of did both of those things. Mm -hmm. We became very focused on the local church as a sort of, like, location. Right. And we became very focused on law-keeping. Yep, yep. 
and we are the modern day equivalents of the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple mm-hmm. of the Lord. What we have to do, and this is easier said than done, and we've said it probably in different ways in different settings over the last few years that we've been doing this this and the Sabbath school and everything. But what we have to do is we have to figure out a way where, again, small groups of Christians are actually living out this story, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're talking about that movie that's made just for you. Hypothetically, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm sure the technology already exists. It's going to come, yeah. Um, (laughs) But that's it's it's a, it's a, a mil, you know 8 billion individual stories what yeah. we have is a common story and what we need is people that come together and live this we're all minor characters in Christ's story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but what we keep trying to do is we keep trying to turn Christianity into my story yeah mm-hmm. yep. right and that's where you get those the the prosperity gospel that's where yep. you get the churches that talk just about grace and not about sin or all yep. about sin and nothing about grace yep. or uh, they could become too focused on social issues right. or not right. focused enough on yep. and they become just about personal piety you know we could sit here all day long and spitball about how we need to mix it up and we need to not go down these individual paths but what it really comes down to is Groups like this mm-hmm. having conversations. You don't have to record it for <coughs> right. all the world no, no. to hear. Right. No. But groups of people like this taking it seriously and then saying, "All right, let's go out there and do something about it." And it, it won't be the whole church. It'll be unfortunately no. Well, no, it won't be. When you call for an all church prayer meeting, it's going to be five people who show up. Those people who are called into that ministry of prayer. Those will be the prayer warriors. It won't be the whole church that shows up sure. for that. And, and, and there's a word here, when you were saying that, Roger, a word popped in my mind is humility. Hmm. And that's a very unpopular character quality today. Very. You know, don't even try running for president of the United States if you're <laughs> humble. Don't even try. <laughs> yeah. You know, but my point is, is, um, you know, we need to say, hey, I'm not, I don't have all the answers. Hmm. I have problems. I got warts. I've got... 20,000 questions and and you know in that context and and the problem with today we all know is we're so image focused that we're like well I got it all together Hmm. but really underneath we don't and so humility goes a long way and that I'm sorry but you said something that I think is important you said you know you call for an all church prayer meeting five people are going to show up and I think it's important for the five people that do show up not be like well, we got 500 members in this church. Why are the only? No, that's yeah. because that's the ministry God gave you. Yeah, you know. And then there's a, you know a group of men over here, and then there's a group of kids over here, and you know all doing whatever God's called them to do yeah. without with hu- humility and no judgment. I didn't mean to. Right. No, no, that's fine. You know the the early church before they were a church, they were standing on a mountain, and two angels stood and said, "Hey guys, why are you standing looking, watching Jesus go go mm. back to Jerusalem and wait?" Yep. And they prayed for 10 days. Yep. And we need that prayer that precedes the Holy Spirit. But there's this this push, there's this urgency in institutional ministry that if we don't get results, if we're not making forward marks, making forward movement, yes. that we're failing as leaders. Mm-hmm. And the early church, before they were a church, they just stopped. They said, mm-hmm. we will not move forward. We can't move forward 
until the Holy Spirit empowers us and directs us to move forward. Can I jump? So I want to I want to add to that because our lesson does a version of that um, where it talks about the community coming together, collective prayer, why that five would show up in, in the context of Israel early on. Everybody recognized that you calling prayer was important. Yep. It was vital to the survival of the community. Yep. So more than five are going to show up. Everybody's going to show up because this is significant. When you look at, um, so I, I've, and, and our lesson directed us to look at Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 um, to 27. And it used this as a, as a version of calling the community together to prayer. And, and so I'll just share briefly. The Lord spoke to Moses. Speak to Aaron and his sons, thus shall you bless the people of Israel. Say to them, so they, they gather together, and you need to say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord protect you, the Lord deal kindly and graciously with you, the Lord bestow his favor upon you and grant you peace. And then verse 27, thus shall link my name with the people of Israel, and I will bless them. So that the concept is that when you come together for community prayer, there's forgiveness, there is a blessing going on, and this is important for the community. You associate me with every, every assembly of the people so that the people understand throughout the generations that this is of God. Now, according to our lesson, Jesus does the same thing in Matthew, um, and it cites uh, Matthew six eleven through 13 with the Lord's Prayer, our Father. Mm. It's collective. Because the disciples ask him, you know, Jesus, look, um, we've been hearing about praying. We've been hearing about praying. How do we pray to God? Mm -hmm. And he teaches them. And here we are today. We can quote it, our Father, which art in mm -hmm. heaven, holy is your name. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We understand collectively. Yeah. Once yeah. any one of us starts that, uh-oh, he's invoking God. Whatever I'm doing, I need to cease. Yeah. He just invoked God. So I think part of the pulling together of the community is making and teaching that next generation to honor and reverence to respect god god is a part of this business we're involved in you might not like everything but god is a part of this one of the most difficult lessons i've had is um teaching my daughter and i was trying to and, and i wrecked my brain out for a long time how how to worship and how to celebrate the sabbath Mm, how uh -huh. to teach her to because growing up sabbath was m my parents didn't know how mm. they didn't have a clue and thus i didn't have a clue but it led me on a search to understand the sabbath for myself because i wanted now that i have a child of my own i wanted her to understand the value mm. of the sabbath so as a community and that's that communal conscious. We've got to pass on these values 
to the next generation it is our duty to pass them on mm. and um that's where i think we've dropped the ball in many respects and so as a society <coughs> we've dropped the ball mm. um saying things like a pledge allegiance you know uh, mm. you know they might seem trite and but if students that, don't do that either they don't do that yeah. but if that's a part of your consciousness mm -hmm. and i think kennedy recognized that he's not just speaking to an individual he's speaking to a nation right they might not like each other they right. may still struggle with right. this that or the other but they understand that when when you're attacked we are attacked and, and so i want to just springboard from what you said to what pastor tom was mentioning it's i hadn't you know what's more important so the disciples they watch jesus and two men show up in white yeah. say you know why why are you here implies go back to jerusalem and the apostles go back to jerusalem mm -hmm. even lists their names yes and and we know they prayed what's more important mm. that they went together or that they prayed mm. and you obviously the answer is yes <laughs> you know you can't you right. can't have one without the other yeah. and Absolutely. and i think this is part of our conundrum mm imagine spending that much time yes i mean let's just pick on us four if we hung out together for 10 days yes we would know each other a lot better than we did absolutely you well, know prior to starting the camp out or whatever we did yeah let me point out that the 120 gathered only those 11 are named and later right revised, right. You know? right so good there's point. a core group yeah there, there's a core group there yep good point once the holy spirit came on them Amen. They were empowered to build community. Amen. They were they, empowered they to build, did. and they, they built. Did. They built a powerful <laughs> community that was, in of itself, mm. a testimony and a witness. Yep. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. And that community was dedicated not only to serving each other and living for each other, but also dedicated to the apostles' teachings and to prayer. Yes, a, a life yes. of prayer and teaching. Amen. And we we need that dedication. I mean. I know we, we still we do the podcast and we do Sabbath school and we do sermons. Mm -hmm. and we, we have that that study, kind of corporate study culture. Yeah. But we still have people in our church that believe that we haven't moved from the old covenant to the new covenant. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, they they have a grasp of righteousness by faith, but still believe that the old covenant is wholly, completely binding. Mm. We still need to to grow. We still, yeah. we still need those teachings. To, to, to permeate our, our culture, yes. you know, our, our church. Yes, you know. absolutely. And and that, going back to Psalm 80, it's interesting that image of the vine yeah. and the vineyard is so yes. powerful. You know, you have all these vines, all these individual vines. But connected. They're connected, and they're all producing the grapes to produce the juice or the the wine. Yes, you know, and and it's it's just a powerful image. Hmm. Well, it, it's a it's an it's an image of prosperity. Anytime when we're talking about vineyards, grapes, wine, it's the language of celebration, a celebration and prosperity. Yeah. Yes, yep. you know, God will make us. It doesn't have to be you know like wealthy. But yes. a spiritual prosperity. Spiritual yes. prosperity. And you have, I was, while you guys were talking, I was looking up like imagery in the using vineyard and God. There are sections in like Isaiah where he talks about like, I, I, I you know, I cultivated this vineyard. And he's talking yes. about Israel. 
but yet you grew up weeds and the grapes mm-hmm. were wild and bitter mm-hmm. right to the point where i almost thought i had to burn it down yes but what does he end up doing he ends up and comes and he grafts in yeah. new yeah. branches yep. right but we have to ask ourselves are we producing the kind of what pastor tom's comment there about like misunderstandings of the gospel and things like that you know Mm. scripture and history you know are we producing what kind of fruit are we producing and i would also point Mm. out that wine ultimately represents what christ's blood blood and the new covenant yeah so so kind of to recap it's interesting we brought talking about the story so remember the council of jerusalem they wrestled with well the 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 gentiles they got to be jews first yeah the circumcision issue comes up and like you've got to first be a Jew to be part of our story. Right. And and you know, we need to have I need to we all need to have this humility to say, hey wait a second, this is a this is our common story. Long time ago God created the world. Mm-hmm. He gave us freedom of choice. We screwed up and and God still in mercy is working with us and he provided a way for us get back to the garden essentially hmm. and and it's interesting when you talk to people about the basics most people even if they've stomped out of church they're not going to disagree with you hmm. the basic narrative the problem comes when we get into the weeds you know we, when we're getting into particular then maybe done in the wrong spirit the wrong frame of mind that's a whole other discussion but if we can, you know, part of it is just what's the basic story about why in the world are we here? Mm. It really reframes, reframes it all. And they also, when they, when they going. made those claims, they were also <coughs> ignoring a few key characters in the story, like Rahab and Ruth. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and a few other Gentiles, uh, Tamar. Yeah. Um, that's that's, that's good right. Point. Good point. Good point. Good stuff. So, yeah. Listen, I think we have... An hour approximately has zipped by, <laughs> and and um, I don't know. Maybe our listeners really need a medal for putting up with our <laughs> zigging and zagging all over the lesson. Mm. Um, but I I really hope. I know we collectively hope and pray this has been a blessing. Amen. Um, you know, when we look at um, our past experiences, we all have something to share. Amen. We all have something to share. And again, it's so cool to be at this table with with this group here of, of, of guys and just uh, talking and, and the experiences that we all have Amen. have Amen. something to offer. So yes. we need to have a closing prayer. But Roger, would you have that prayer for us? Absolutely. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you as always for the privilege uh, to uh, perform this ministry. It's mm. always... Um, a good time for those of us involved yes and i pray that it's a blessing on those who uh hear it whether it's uh in this lessons week or sometime in the future they just stumble across it mm-hmm. yes and i pray that you will uh, touch the hearts and the minds of everyone connected to this congregation the four mm-hmm. of us in this room yes um, the Seventh-day Adventist Church and the Christian Church yes. in the world, that we will rediscover our common story yes. and that you will inspire us to pray and wait for you to tell us how we can communicate that story best to this mm. world. Amen. That Don't yes. let us forget that it's your story we're trying to tell. Yes. 
and that we need to be messengers and that we need to wait for you to inspire us to be the best messengers. Yes. I pray for the forgiveness of mm -hmm. our sins and I pray for all those in this room and who are listening in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless, yes, and God bless our listeners and we hope this has been a, um, a blessing to you. And uh, please join us next week as we will look at uh, lesson number 11, Longing for God in Zion. And that's going to be a powerful lesson, I believe. So we hope and pray that uh, your walk with the Lord is strong and good. And we hope to be able to fellowship with you soon. And God be with you. If you are looking for a community, have some questions about the discussion, or would like to participate in a live Sabbath School class, please join us every Saturday at 10 a.m. for Sabbath School and 11.15 for our worship service at 337 Main Street, South Lancaster, Massachusetts. This has been a production by the College Church's Communication slash Media Ministry. If you were blessed by this podcast, please like, follow, and subscribe. Join us next week for another lesson and let us all remember to love more, grow more, and serve more.